0: Hello and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast where Victorious Living is not only a dream but a real possibility through Jesus Christ. My name is Crystal Ridlin, and I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana and I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. This podcast purpose is so that you can find hope in your everyday life, that you can find victory in your life, in your relationships, in your job, and in everything that you do, when we find the answers through God's Word, through the Holy Spirit, and through Jesus Christ. Living Fearlessly. That's the title of today's podcast. How do we live fearlessly, in a world that's so filled with fear and anxiety. Friends, are you living your life to the fullest? Are you finding it easy to achieve your goals and to live courageously? Or are you living in fear? Are you finding yourself experiencing anxiety symptoms and finding yourself lacking the courage to go out and to accomplish the goals that God has put in front of you? Are you living in fear or are you living and godly courage. I have decided to talk about this today because I've kinda hit on this in a previous session but our family is going through a pretty difficult situation and in this situation God is calling me to a level of courage that I don't think I've ever had to stand up to before. And at times, I've questioned if I even want to walk through that door. At times, it feels easier to just go back to bed. Or to just push things under the rug and try to move on as best as we can. But courage, that's what God is calling us to. And so, I picked up this book, actually called Living Fearlessly, and it's a Bible study, and it goes through the book of Joshua, and I've decided to do this. I feel like God has called me to do this with just a few close friends so that I can really understand what it means to live without fear. I'm a counselor. And I help people every day to walk through life and to help them to rid themselves of the anxiety and fear that oftentimes plagues them. But I'm an honest counselor and I'm the first one to admit that I too struggle with fear. Satan is always attacking us. He is not going to sit by and idly watch us live for God and build God's kingdom. Satan's greatest tactic is anxiety. One of his other greatest tactics is discouragement. He creates anxiety and fearful thoughts and self-doubt and doubt in God himself as a means of discouraging us and keeping us from being able to step out and accomplish the goals that God has before us. What are your goals? What has God put on your heart to accomplish that you're just struggling to step out? For some people it could be writing a book for some people it could be speaking in front of people for some people it can be taking that first step to contact a counselor to work on past trauma or to deal with the anxiety and depression that you are experiencing Satan uses fear to keep us from accomplishing the very things that God knows and has put in our path and so we want to be aware Satan he's very conniving but really he's not that smart and so that's the first thing I want you to be aware of is Satan is conniving but he's not that smart Um, so friends I get it anxiety is one of the most crippling and awful disorders. People I have seen clients who have come to me with such horrific anxiety that they can't get out of their house. They can't drive. They can't get over a bridge to get to the beach because they're so afraid of bridges. They can't speak in front of people and therefore they risk losing their job. Anxiety is crippling and can be terribly crippling when it's unmanaged. But here's the good news. Although anxiety is extremely difficult, it's also one of the easiest to treat. I'm going to repeat that. Although anxiety is crippling and one of the most difficult disorders, it also happens to be one of the most, one of the easiest disorders to treat. With the right resources, the right tools and techniques, and the right person who can lead you to hope, not just any hope, because there's really only one hope, the hope of God, of Jesus Christ himself. That's where we can find healing for our anxiety. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the psychological side of anxiety. So, what is actually happening and what creates anxiety? Okay, so we're going to talk about the brain a little bit. So basically, we are creatures that are made, we are, we are animals, and we have instincts. We have a bunny rabbit that stays outside in a cage most of the time, unless the temperature's crazy, then she comes inside. She's completely content. I watch her. She's out there in her cage. She's happy. But the moment anything comes within, like, six feet of her cage, she immediately runs up to her little area where nobody can get her, she's very easily she can succumbs to fear. and the reason isn't because she is a sinful bunny. It's because God has instilled and in it placed in her instincts to be afraid, to protect her, right? And so anxiety is there to protect you. If none of us had anxiety, we would not survive, right? As a mama, how many of you parents or babysitters have been around a young child around traffic, right? There's nothing more anxiety driving than a young child around traffic. And so every time, my youngest is 11, and yet still, if we're in a parking lot... I always make sure or if we're getting out on a street I'm always aware of what's going on so that I can make sure that my child is safe that doesn't mean I'm a sinner whereas some christians say that anxiety is a fear I'm going to I have been working to debunk that myth for a really long time actually anxiety is an instinct which is not a fear right so we have anxiety and we need a healthy amount of anxiety to be able to survive and to be able to function and to be able to do our jobs well. An example of this is a student. They need to have a little bit of anxiety, a healthy amount of anxiety to be able to have an internal drive to study well and to do their homework so that they can pass an exam right so if we have no fear and we don't care we're not going to do well on our exam but what happens is we end up having too much anxiety and then we end up not doing well so um the brain actually has a whole process that engages to protect us it's something that god has instilled in us One of the things that I get to do as a counselor that I love the most is help people who have gone through traumatic events begin to understand that the reason and cause for some of their everyday reactions isn't because there's something wrong with them, but because their body was actually doing what it was intended to do in the face of a fearful event. And I get to normalize that for them, which helps to take away that shame. And then they begin to to heal. And they begin to understand the psychology behind anxiety and trauma. So the brain is doing its thing, right? It's trying really hard to protect itself. An example of this is when COVID hit, there was this crazy amount of fear that some there's still a crazy amount of fear around covid nobody knew what covid was going to do nobody knew who was going to get covid nobody knew who was going to die from covid and so there was a lot of uncertainty and um and one time i heard uh somebody who was talking to my youth my kids in the youth group telling them that anxiety was an illogical fear and that is entirely a myth most anxiety is based off of things that are highly logical for example covid people were terrified of getting covid and dying that wasn't illogical that was highly logical and so the way you work with somebody is to help them to to process through that even though you're afraid of COVID as a child of God we don't really have to be afraid of COVID we just have to be aware we have to be makes good choices we have to know when to go to the hospital if we get it But most importantly we have to trust God and we have to know where our eternity is because if I know without a shadow of doubt that I'm gonna be in heaven with Jesus and that God's gonna take care of my family here even if I get COVID, it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, but it's not the end of the world because this is only a perm this is not a permanent home for me. This is just I'm passing through here on my way to heaven. So if I'm able to step back and look at the whole picture and have clarity of where I'm going and that suffering is a part of the human condition, but most importantly that God is holding me that he is sovereign, then I can trust him. Does that make sense? Okay, so there's a little bit about the brain. The brain is always going, and it's always working for our survival. Now what happens is, because we are, I'm gonna go back to the idea of the bunny rabbit. The bunny is instilled within a rabbit this high instinct for fear to protect itself. It has to be able to run because there are a lot of predators that are after the rabbit, right? And so in order for the rabbit to survive, it has to have a fear instinct. And um, we, too, have that same fear instinct. It's the very reason why when I am, it's dark and I am walking to my car at night that I have a healthy level of fear to just be aware of my surroundings, to make sure that nobody's hiding behind my car. And I always have my phone in my hand in case I needed to call 911 really fast. I'm not terribly living in fear. I'm just making decisions because I know that it's dark and that I just am going to be a little smarter when I'm walking out to my car by myself at night. Does that make sense? So anxiety is not a sin. Unmanaged anxiety, where we're just spiraling anxiety and anxiety and we're going to other means besides God to handle it, that's when it becomes a sin. So I am on this goal in my life to live fearlessly, to stand up to whatever Goliath that is put in front of me. Because I don't want to be one that cowers under pressure, that hides. But I want to be able to know that if God calls me to something, I want to be able to stand up to that. Um, One of the things God's calling me to do right now is to to build this podcast and to start to write a book and to um, start because I want this message to get out because I know that I see people healing in my office every day because of what God is doing and the message that he has placed inside of my heart to help people and so I want to follow God in the next steps that he has for me and yet, honestly, friends, I'm terrified because I am stepping out of my comfort zone. When I first started this podcast, I was terrified. It took me like over a year to get to a place where I could make my first podcast because I was really nervous about it. And yet, I've seen where God has done great things through this podcast. And so when God puts something on your heart, I want you, just like I want me to be able to step out and to be able to conquer this so that we can live fearlessly and not be overwhelmed with all the what-ifs and the fears that life has to offer us. Because there's a lot of it, right? Um, so for a minute, I'm going to talk about the life of Joshua. This is actually me and my friends. A few of my friends are going through Joshua right now. And, um, there's a, there's this point where God comes to Joshua and he says, my, my servant Moses is dead. And he's basically handing off the duty of commander in chief to Joshua And that's terrifying to me. Like, and I was thinking like how terrifying that had to be for Joshua. But he also had stories. And he had experiences where he had seen God go before and protect his children. Right? And so he had those. But he had to step out in faith. And I, one of the questions in my Bible study was, how does that feel for you to be called a servant? What does that mean to you? Is that lofty or is that like um, minuscule to be a servant of Christ? And me and my friends both, we all agreed that, wow, to be a servant of Christ is an honor. It's a lofty achievement. Because if God calls us to something, that means he's entrusting us with something amazing, just like Joshua. He was entrusting Joshua with such a big calling to walk through the promised land, to take his kids, God's kids, his children, across the Jordan, and to fight on his behalf. I found that to be really, really amazing. Just to know that that's what God is also calling of us. To be a Joshua. To be a Moses. I think it's amazing that we have these scriptures. Where God uses these people to do amazing things. And yet, they were all a little bit afraid in the moment. They were all walking through uncertain waters. They were all facing uncertain paths, and yet through the process, they experienced God and His power in a whole new way. And that's what I want for me, and that's what I want for my family, and that's what I want for you, my listeners. But if our lives are plagued with anxiety and fear, we're never going to be able to step out in faith and step out of our comfort zones and live courageously. There was a time when I first was working towards my license. I was working with someone and this someone was a wonderful person. He had a good heart but he had no real vision for the practice that we were in and I didn't really see him with an idea of like I'm going to grow this practice and I'm going to and it was almost like he was just content every day to do the same thing and to not step out in faith to take the next steps and that could be because that was where God wanted him to be in his life but God was telling me Crystal I want more for you I want more for your practice I have plans for you and for your practice and what I'm gonna do through your counseling and through your career and so eventually when it came time for me to get license I had to step out in faith and I was scared because there was some level of security working underneath somebody else's business name but when I had to step out in faith and make the financial decisions and and get my own LLC, and um, take a lot of this, like, these big steps towards being a business owner, and and it was very, there were moments of fear, and I just had to pray through them really hard, but keep going through open doors that God opened. And when I look back on what God's done since I've opened my practice, it's been, it's remarkable. I'm in awe. And that's what God's going to keep doing for his children. Adrian Rogers, one of my favorite pastors of all times, I listened to a sermon one time where it said, God will use any willing vessel. God will use and wants to use any willing vessel. Wow. That's is awe-inspiring to think that like just the fact that we want to be used by God, that our hearts and our desires to be his servant, places us in this new category of servant for God. To be able to build his kingdom and to be able to stand up against evilness and to be able to stand up and share the good news of the gospel. It's pretty impressive. And that's where my heart is, is to take those steps of faith and trust God, just like Joshua did when he was called to take over as commander-in-chief from Moses. So friends, I want to be a woman of integrity. And I want to lead people to Jesus. And my goal for my family and for my clients and for my listeners is the same for them to be people of integrity who stand up for the things of God and to point people to Jesus. We're going to face battles in this life, they're inevitable. I'm sure that you are going through some kind of battle in your life right now. But when God is in the battle with you, we are promised victory. When God is in the battle with you, we are promised victory. I'm thinking of, and many of you may know about her and some of you may not, but there is a Facebook um influencer named Mama Sue, I think it's called Mama Sue's Kitchen, and Mama Sue um, just makes these recipes, and she is known for being, she always says, be a salt and light to the world. She's a Christian, and she points people to Jesus as she's teaching new recipes, and Mama Sue, a few years ago, was diagnosed with breast cancer, and it changed the the trajectory a little bit. And she couldn't make the recipes as much. But she continued pointing people to Jesus. And I admire her for that. Like, I still watch her sometimes. Um, Another woman who stands out to me is um, Brenda Gant. She has another Facebook show. She's now famous because... She has amazing recipes. She's a southern cooker, cook in Alabama. But the thing that makes her stand out and makes her famous is her love for Jesus and for people and you can hear it and what she's doing. And so I know that these women, the first time they made a Facebook live video, had to be fearful on some level. But man, God is using them in the most amazing ways. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a servant who is not succumbed to fear, but can step out and live fearlessly for the Lord and accomplish the task that he has placed in front of me and to point people to Jesus. So, friends, God has given us the answers to anxiety. They're all found in his word. We have the answers to our everyday fears and struggles. I find that so comforting. Um, Joshua nine says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go a good friend knowing the battle that our family has been facing bought us a beautiful picture to put in our living room that says this that has this verse on it Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He is with us wherever we we go. God's always with us. And if he calls us to anything, any task, any calling, he's going to bring us through it because that's our God. He is so good. Um I was th- thinking about um this there's a guy named George Smith and he actually endured quite the difficult hardship and um he was forced to bail out of an F-100 Super Sabre and he almost died and it was reported that the wind hit his body with a force of 8,000 pounds. His helmet, shoes, socks, gloves and watch were stripped off. Um, but he survived. He survived with grave injuries and he feared flying. Imagine that, almost dying, having to bail out of a F-100 Super Sabre, and of course he was going to fear flying. That would be terrifying, but he soon realized, and he is known for this quote that I love, Courage is knowing the worst, and discovering that in God's world the very worst can't really hurt you. Courage is knowing the worst and discovering that in God's world the very worst can't really hurt you. That, friends, is a powerful statement. Extremely powerful. I had one time gone to a family gathering where I was really nervous and I was scared but God was calling me to go into this event and my family is pretty rough and pretty abusive and um, anyway as I was walking in God specifically said they will not lay a hand on you. I will not let them lay a hand on you and so the family members who are known for hitting each other never laid one hand on me that friends, is God's promise. He does protect his children. I'm going to end with a verse that I always leave with my clients. Anybody who's facing anxiety, I have them memorize. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with your request. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 I tell my clients to put this on a 3 by 5 card and to carry it around in their pocket. This, my friends, is the antidote to fear. God's word, trusting that God has a plan for you, for your life, and that any battle that you are called into, he is not leaving you alone in the battle. He is right there with you. And he's going to go before you and part the Red Sea and move mountains that you may not even be able to see him doing in the present moment. And that's why I love and serve God. One final thing. I'm going to give you a little technique um, to help you when you're starting to feel really anxious. Okay? It's very simple, but it works. The first thing, take four big deep breaths. Roll your neck, shrug your shoulders, take the second big deep breath. Roll your neck, shrug your shoulders, and do that four times. Then, I want you to say the alphabet backwards. I know, it's hard for everybody but my husband who surprised me and actually knew it by memory and then the technique didn't work. But as long as you don't know it by memory, it's going to be hard. And the fact is that it's going to help your amygdala, the fight-or-flight part of the brain that sends out the hormones and the adrenaline and the epinephrine that causes your anxiety and your panic attacks, it's going to start to calm that down because then the prefrontal cortex, the logical part of the brain that's right behind your forehead, starts to kick back in. And here's a physiological fact. They cannot be fully engaged at the same time. One hijacks the other. Which is exactly why when you're in the middle of the road and a car's coming at you, you immediately, your your amygdala still goes, ah, and you freeze up or you run really fast to try to protect you, right? Most of the time you freeze and then run. But in order for the logical part of the brain to kick back in, we have to breathe deeply and we have to force our logical part of the brain to think And in order to say the alphabet backwards, you have to be able to think and um, your logical part of the brain has to begin to take back over, which is pretty nifty and pretty cool when you think about the way that God has created our physiological bodies. And when we understand that in conjunction with the power of the Holy Spirit, with God's love. And with the Bible, it is a powerful healing technique that will change your life. So, friends, thank you for the comments that you're leaving on the podcast. I so appreciate them. I am so thankful for them. For the emails that you're sending me, I love hearing from you. And knowing how these podcasts are resonating with you. And for you sharing this and the podcast with your friends and on social media, I really, really am thankful for that as well. Um, and I just want you to have a wonderful and blessed um, fall. The leaves are changing and it's beautiful and you're seeing God everywhere. And so just enjoy this time when you see the leaves falling and um maybe you're having bonfires that was something we did in indiana all the time that i haven't really seen anybody do here in dallas but that could just be because there's i don't know i, mean, I don't i've never heard of anybody having a bonfire in texas but i'm sure they do but it's definitely something that we did in indiana so enjoy these fall moments that you have um and have a blessed rest of your October. And hopefully I will be able to leave a podcast on here again very soon. God bless. Bye.